Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, automizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Gregory says this. What is your take on umpires and referees alike having to face post-game interview questions? I've put lots of thought into this, and I'm not sure why it's not required for them to face questions about their performance, just as it is required for players and coaches 
to face questions about theirs. To me, it holds them to a higher standard and in no way could be bad for the sport. This goes for all sports. And Austin, I understand why you're asking that because it felt like South Carolina got the shaft all weekend long, and especially when you look at the Friday game, the obstruction call, if you will, that same umpire was behind the plate in game two, and it certainly looked that way, right, based off a lot of the calls that we saw, and the umpiring was just atrocious across the board from start to finish. Austin, let me say this, though. I think what you have to first start and think about is this. Are these umpires full-time paid employees by the SEC? The answer, as far as I know, is no. And so if they're not, if they're just damn near volunteering, right, then I don't think it's fair to have to put them on the podium. I don't think it's fair to make them answer questions. They're not even paid employees. They're not even doing this full-time. They're not just umpires all year round. That's not all they do, right? And so that's your first problem, I think. I really believe that's your first problem. We need to get officials and umpires and just referees across all sports that this is what they do. Because there's so much on the line in the SEC, right? It doesn't make sense to have part-time officiators. It doesn't make sense to do that in the, in the biggest, baddest conference in the country. It doesn't make sense. But if they're not full-time paid employees, and, like, a lot of this is contractual stuff. Like, like Mark Kingston has to speak to the media. It's in his contract, guys. And the players speaking to the media, I don't know exactly how that works, how that's built in, if you will. But I don't disagree. Like, it would be awesome to get referees at the podium. But you got to make them paid employees first, man. Y- you have to. You have to. So, while I get what you're saying, I I think there's more steps to it, and I don't think it's just as simple as, well, let's hold the officiating crew to the fire. Also, Austin, I would challenge you and say this, like, what do you expect to learn from them in the postgame? They're just going to adamantly defend what they call. Like, what do you you expect to learn from them? I, I more so need full-time, trained, paid officiating and umpires and refs and what have you. I need that more than I need them to sit at the podium and answer questions. That's just going to frustrate me even more when I hear them try to explain a call that screwed my team over. So make them paid employees. Make them full-time. Send them to training. Don't ask people to do it part-time in the biggest, baddest conference in the world. That seems like a fair ask to me, Austin. That seems like a fair ask, in my opinion. Let's get into your questions, guys, on YouTube. Let's see. Um, Let's see, let's see, let's see. Austin Gregory says, BCC Discord is truly 24-7 coverage. Thank you, Austin. I appreciate it, man. I'm glad you like it, and Austin's been a fantastic member since he joined. A lot of banter, a lot of conversation, a lot of back and forth, which I truly appreciate. John Ebert says, pretty normal week as far as tuning into TDC except for Friday since I'll be out of town for my brother's bachelor weekend. Have fun with that, John Ebert. Have fun with that. Braddock said, another day closer to football. Yep, 82 days. Ethan says, 
Losing Braswell Hurts was going to start at short next year, but now we have to go to the portal yet again. Apparently, Ethan, and this is just the hot rumor, word on the street, apparently the reason that Michael Braswell hit the transfer portal is because he wanted to be guaranteed he would start at shortstop next year, and the coaching staff would not do it. Apparently, they've got a freshman coming in that they feel really, really high on. I know baseball recruiting is not publicized to the level that, you know, football or even basketball recruiting is. But apparently, they've got a shortstop coming in as a true freshman they feel like is a stud. And I'll say this, if that's true, if that's the case, I mean, that's really unfortunate. You know what I mean? Because to put the coaching staff in a position where, like, they have to promise something, that's just crappy, man. That's just crappy. It is. Like, you never promise things as a coach. You go out there and you work your tail off and you earn that job, you'll win that job. But we're not promising you that job. That job isn't, you, you don't have a right to that job. You got to go earn that job. And so if that is the case, again, just speculating, just the word on the street, if that's the case, it's unfortunate because it just puts the coaches in a really tough situation. But it does suck to lose Michael Braswell. You're absolutely right. Braddock says, last year I thought Will Sanders was going to be one of those aces. I thought he was too, man. This year especially as well. Turns to baseball. Yeah, he was a, dude, perfect game rated him as like a 9 out of 10 on their rating scale, which if you look at their rating scale, a 9 out of 10 is basically like they they 100% believe he's a draft guy. Like he's going to be a draft guy. So, Stone Blanton was not some average baseball player. Like, he was very good. Very good. <sighs> Will he return to baseball? I don't know. Jeff, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, I think one of the big reasons, of course, one of the reasons he didn't play this year was because the injuries he suffered during football. But he's also, you know, he he's one of your main dudes in the middle, man. And, and we don't know. Does he love football more than baseball? The opposite? I have no idea. But he figures to be one of your main guys, in the interior of your defense. And so I, maybe he has just fully embraced that. And he's leaning into that versus the baseball side of things. Justin Langford says, Jeff, if Stone isn't playing meaningful snaps on the gridiron, then he should try the diamond. Well, that's the thing, Justin. We all know he is playing meaningful snaps on the gridiron. Justin, we know that. We know that he is, right? Octavian's back. He says, go Gators. Also said, we own South Carolina. Finally says, the Gators will win the baseball championship. Octavian, congratulations to you, my friend. Congrats to you. Um, you beat Carolina fair and square. Florida was the better team this weekend. That's it. That's it. Austin Gregory, how would you say our big three, football, men's basketball, and baseball, stack up against the rest of the SEC? Great question, Austin. I, I think that would take some time to sit down and, you know, do a little bit more research and compile a list, if you will. But I would say South Carolina, I mean, you think about it. Football on the rise under Shane Beamer. Baseball just finished the Supers. Men's basketball is the real kicker that's down tonight. If you factor in women's as well, I think South Carolina's right up there. But, uh, I mean, you look at some of the top programs or some of the top administrations, athletic departments, if you will, of the big three that you're mentioning. I mean, you got to say Alabama, right? Basketball's incredible. Football's incredible. Baseball was in the Supers. 
You then say, I mean, I think Arkansas has a really good program across the board, big three. Tennessee has a really good program across the board, the big three. Um, but South Carolina's up there. I think the Gamecocks are up there for sure. <clears throat> Austin Gregory says, Robbie Davis over-under set at eight minutes and 15 seconds following this weekend's results. Also big news, the Robbie Davis money line is now exclusively a Monday betting line as I have found something better to do with my life Tuesday through Sunday. Austin Gregory says, money line Mondays. Love that. Love that, Austin. So he says eight minutes and 15 seconds. Okay. Feels a little bit long. Braddock843 says, I feel like at least I hope that these coaches know all you're saying around getting an elite pitcher and consistent battling with depth. They certainly get paid enough to know why aren't they. Braddock, I mean, I I, I think they know. I mean, listen, to the, to the credit of the staff, Braddock, I don't think they knew Will Sanders was going to have as bad a year as he did, Braddock. I don't think they knew that. I don't think any of us knew that, right? So, you know. But they need to find that guy for sure. Braddock says that's when it becomes an issue around the coaching. Can they not evaluate talent? Is the strength and conditioning dated? And can they build a winning culture? Yeah, I mean, I, I think... When you fall short of your goal, which Omaha is this program's goal, when you fall short of the goal, everything should be reevaluated, right? Everything has to be. Everything has to be. And I'm actually kind of surprised. Lynn Turner says, by the way, at least some of the injuries this year had nothing to do with conditioning. Getting hurt by a pitch has nothing to do with conditioning. Lynn, you're absolutely right. I think I'm speaking almost more so about the pitchers. I, I, I think you're absolutely right. So... Will Hall, a promise like a starting spot means you think you're bigger than the team. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, it's a rumor, Will. I, I don't want to pile on and it not be true for sure. But, you know, again, if, if that's the case, it's just you put your coaching staff in a tough spot. You really do. Anyways. Um, I would say this. What kind of surprises me is there's nobody in the chat that's calling for for Mark Kingston to be gone. It's interesting, right? It's it's there's a the feeling amongst the fan base here on this Monday. There's almost like a somber which is expected, despondent, you know, dejection. And as I said last night on the Rowdy Rooster rundown, it's one of those things where it's like you know, you invest so much of your, I mean, all of us in here, we're diehards. We, we watch every game. We follow along with every game. You guys follow along with all the content, everything. So we like, we invest a lot of ourselves, damn near all of ourselves into this thing from start to finish. And it's just brutal, man, when it comes to an end. It's, it's brutal when, you know, it, it's, it's brutal when the abrupt ending takes place. And that's certainly, you know, that that's the feeling today. I mean, it's it's it was a it was a it was a great year. It was a you know, it's interesting looking back on it. I mean, 42 and 21, 16 and 13 in SEC play, a win in Hoover, Columbia Regional Champions, two wins away from Omaha. But what will you guys remember the season for? Because I think unfortunately, 
Like when we look back on this season, 2023 will be remembered for the collapse. I, I mean, that, that's I think that that unfortunately is going to be what you recall it for. And I think that's not, you could argue it's not fair, but in baseball, it's, it's, you know, in some respects, it is Omaha or bust for the Yardcocks. It, it is. And so I just wonder though, like, how is this season viewed by people? You know what I mean? Like, like how is the season viewed? Do you view the season as a, as a success? Right? Do you view the season as a success? Guys, breaking news. Shane Beamer firing off a tweet two minutes ago. Says, what a phone call to start the week after an amazing official visit weekend. Let's go. Y'all thought we were slowing down? Hashtag welcome home. Hashtag 24 ever to thee. So, Gamecocks just picked up a commitment on the recruiting trail. And as we expected, guys, the month of June is Beamer Ball month. I mean, really, truly, that's 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 what it is. I mean, this is the month, guys. You're going to start seeing it happening. As J.C. Sherbert also said last week, you know, he expects that there will be six or seven new commitments by the time we get to early July. So, um, yeah, I, I would expect this to be... The first of many. <clears throat> Anyways, guys, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. That's eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven here on this. Monday, just trying to get this tweet out here. Shane Beamer. The Shane, the Shane Beamer tweet. Here we go. You thought we were slowing down? The Shane train is just getting going. I wonder when we'll find out who this is. That's the funniest thing, too, man. You, you just, again, you talk about you talk about like what moves the needle, right? For uh, for people, I mean, the second that baseball game on Saturday ended, and now it's football season. Like people tweeting and stuff, like almost, almost celebrating, almost celebrating that. You know, now the thing that was distracting us from talking football every day is now gone. It's just kind of funny, like. Let's see the reactions coming in. Austin Gregory, we have a welcome home. Hayden, you, another one. Thank you. Austin Gregory says, Fred Johnson's the welcome home. I'm calling it. Fred Johnson, a three-star linebacker from Norfolk, Virginia. He is my best guess. Uh, Lynn Turner says, they're not volunteering. They're getting paid. These are not SEC officials, if I understand correctly. Lynn Turner, are they full-time employees? Yes or no? 
are they getting paid to the point where like that's what they do? They are just full-time umpires. Is that what they do? Yes or no? As far I could be wrong. As far as I know, they're not full-time paid employees. I I, I don't know. Okay, Lynn Turner, even rec ball officials are trained and paid. I mean, Lynn, I umpired a rec ball game one time. Yeah, I made 40 bucks. That don't make me a a professional umpire, though. You know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, there's a difference in getting paid and getting paid. You see what I'm saying? Will Hall says, King earned the spot for next year. He'll have to work. His work cut out for him replacing the holes we know about and the ones we don't yet. Yeah, Will, I mean, I, I would say this, though, Will. And I had this, you know, somewhat back and forth, this kid on Twitter, about, you know, about Chris, you know, if we make, the expectations are higher than the Supers, you know. We, we were, we're too good to just go to the Supers every year, you know. If we go to 15 straight Super Regionals and lose every one of them in the Supers, is that good enough? Is that good enough? Well, let me say this, guys. If you go to 15 straight Supers, in that hypothetical, the odds that you lose every single one of them is highly, highly unlikely, right? So it's kind of a silly question to even begin with. But I will say this. If you're going to Super Regionals every single year, if you're going to Supers every year, if you're giving your team an opportunity to go to Omaha every single year, to that degree, guys, you have a job for life. I, I mean, I'm here to tell you right now, ain't, there is no coach in America getting fired for that performance. None. You're one of the best coaches in the sport if you're consistently guiding your club to the Super Regionals. And you're one of the most elite programs in the country, by the way, if you're going to the Super Regionals on a year-in, year-out basis. You are. You are. Guys, Shane Beamer tweeting out uh, a welcome home tweet just a couple of minutes ago. Eight minutes ago. Shane Beamer getting us started here on this, on this Monday. Let's see. Austin Gregory says, if you consider losing in the Super Regionals a disappointment, be prepared to be disappointed a lot in your lifetime. I, I just, <clears throat> you know, it, it's, <laughs> how do I how do I want to phrase this? I, I don't know. I Because I'm someone, again, you guys heard my expectations. I have very high expectations for South Carolina baseball. And I don't think Gamecock fans, you know, some at D1Baseball.com and some other entities and outlets, they've tried to they've tried to almost almost 
demonize the Carolina fan base for having these high expectations. They've tried to in the past, right? Which I think is incorrect and and is it's just the wrong take, right? But I almost asked my, myself this question. Like, and thank you to Zach Kaplan, by the way, who just joined the Big Cock Club. How about that? Zach Kaplan joining the Big Cock Club. Thank you so much, Zach. I'll say this. Like, I almost feel like we're Florida football after Steve Spurrier left. Like, guys, Ray Tanner's not walking back through that door, right? Ray Tanner's not walking back through that door. It's, it's, it's not happening. Mark Kingston's not Ray Tanner. And guys, there's not another Ray Tanner out there. There's not another Ray Tanner that exists. So what Ray Tanner did, I, I, I don't know that you can really... You can ask that of another coach. Can you? Is it fair, you think? I don't know that it is. I I, I don't know. Maybe in R26, says only Mark Rick can get fired for winning. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and some people compared that. We're the, we're the Georgia, you know, what Georgia football is. We're... That's what South kind of baseball is, and and super shouldn't be enough. And I mean, listen, I, I'll say this. I'll say this. If you really do feel like that slam dunk coach is out there, then fire Mark Kingston. Then fire him. That's fine. Because guys, I, I mean, I'll, I'll keep it a buck with you, right? <clears throat> I'll keep it a buck with you, and I'll be transparent. Do I do I really think Mark Kingston is the answer, like long term, to get South Carolina to? to Omaha and hoisting the trophy? No, not really. Because I tell you this, even in this season, which South Carolina got in the Supers, I mean, guys, we saw a lot of the same characteristics. This team, for the most part, they won more games. But they, they, The identity of this team was exactly what we thought it was going to be. You finish bottom of the conference in hitting, top of the conference in pitching. You struck out way too much. You leaned on the home run. I mean, this team was exactly what we thought it would be. This team was exactly what we thought it would be, plus Ethan Petrie. That was the only difference. Nobody saw that coming. Guys, if you take Ethan Petrie off this club, that's not fair to say, right? But just hypothetically, if you don't get Ethan Petrie, if Ethan Petrie's not on this ball club, South Carolina is a, dare I say, low 30s win team fighting for their postseason lives fitting the bill of what Mark Kingston teams have done throughout his tenure. And again, maybe that's an unfair hypothetical because, I mean, if you take any team's best players away, right, they're going to struggle. But we said it. This team is going to pitch well. They're going to pitch very, very well. The same song and dance that occurs with the hitting side of things, it's going to happen. They're going to swing it a little better but not much better. Not much better. That's exactly what happened. I mean, that's literally to a T 
exactly what happened. <clears throat> I'm really curious to see if I can get these stats pulled up. And they don't see... I, I really want Carolina's conference hitting numbers. Because they hit 273 overall, but what are the conference numbers? Those statistics via Gamecocks online, as far as I'm seeing, are not available. Oh, here we go. Okay. Okay. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. So South Carolina hit 273 overall as a club. Overall. In SEC play alone, here we go, right? This is going to really reveal what you were this year. In SEC play alone, Carolina hit 251 as a team. One hitter hit above 300. And it was a true freshman, Ethan Petrie. Hit 359, 13 bombs, 42 ribbies in SEC play. He was unreal, right? Unreal. One guy hit above 300. It was unfortunate, the injury to Will McGillis, because he only played in five SEC games. He was hitting 583 through 12 at-bats. He was 7 for 12 with three homers, nine RBI. But guys, South Carolina was what we thought they'd be under Mark Kingston. A lead on the mound. SEC ERA of 5.24. Oh, by the way, I was talking about top of the show, finding a true ace. Will Sanders in SEC play, 2-2 two and two with a 6.88 ERA. He was atrocious. I mean, he was terrible. Hell, James Hicks had a 6.37 ERA in SEC play. Was good down the stretch in the postseason, though. Jack Mahoney, your best arm, four and two with a four oh four. Matthew Becker went two and three with a five four oh. Hell, Kate Austin in SEC play out of the bullpen had eight point seven one ERA. Eli Jones five point eight one ERA. Zero and four in SEC play. Not all his fault, but zero and four. Chris Veach one six nine. He was very good in sixteen innings pitched in SEC play. Noah Hall had a 4.32, 2-1 with a 4.32. Unfortunate how his season played out. Nick Proctor had a 4.76. I just have not seen these stats, guys. And these are the stats that matter, right? I mean, the non-conference stuff's great and all. And by the way, you fielded 970 in SEC play, which I would assume is probably dead last in the league. So the SEC statistics will really tell you the story of just how good Carolina was. And I believe, by the way, Austin Gregory, if I recall correctly, Robbie Davis will not be calling in this week at any point. Remember, he told us he's going on a retreat because he said it started on Sunday, and I was like, well, hopefully you don't miss the Florida game. So I don't think we're going to hear from Robbie Davis literally all week long. So this might be a Robbie Davis-less Week of TDC. Huh. How about that? Those are rare. Graduated band homie, a.k.a. our guy Brendan in the Big Cock Club Discord said, whoever said Mark Kingston is the Mark Rick of baseball 
is a thousand percent right. Is he the Mark Richt of baseball? Or is he the Will Muschamp of baseball? I mean, there's some would argue Muschamp over Richt, but. Again, guys, in case you missed it, the Gamecocks picking up a commitment. Shane Beamer throwing out his welcome home tweet within the last 30 minutes or so. What a phone call to start the week after an amazing official visit weekend. Let's go. Y'all thought we were slowing down? Hashtag welcome home. Hashtag 24ever to thee. By the way, guys, don't forget I'm on Mark Ryan's show today. Offsides of Mark Ryan, 440. We will chat. I'm sure that Mark Ryan will do his best to dance on my grave. But, you know, guys, I picked the Gators to advance. And I'll say this, too, by the way. I don't know if any of you saw the post because it wasn't my first post after the game. But after the game, I quote tweeted my my prediction for the weekend, which had Gators advance and big letters on it. And the prediction itself was not popular amongst Gamecock Nation. But I quote tweeted that and just said, you know, hey, this is why I made the prediction. I felt like Florida was going to be really tough to beat on their home field. They're one of the best teams in the country. Wouldn't surprise me if they won at all. And not many, actually. But there were a few, one or two, that took that, that took that a bit personally, if you will. And let me just say this. Dude, I I catch, and I think I'm going to start doing this, by the way, going into the baseball season, or excuse me, baseball, going into the football season, because maybe this is me being petty, but I am so tired of people giving me shit for the predictions that every single one of them is wrong. So what we're going to do is this. We're going to start keeping a tracker, a picks tracker. The same way that I track my SEC gambling picks, we are going to track Chris's predictions. And we're gonna just we're 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 just gonna see how many I get wrong. So forgive me for, you know what? Even though the Gamecocks lost, highlighting and saying, "Well, this old slap dick knows a thing or two. This old slap dick sometimes he get it gets a pick right. I only hear the chatter when I get them wrong, but I get them right a time or two as well. So." Folks like Brennan M., you have them to blame for me bringing up my prediction after the fact. I mean, it's funny. People give me so much shit for the predictions. It's like, what do you want me to do, man? When Carolina loses, dance on our graves and tell you how right I was? Nobody wants me to do that. But people like the folks who attack me for my prediction. They make me want to do it. And that's the sad thing, man. So I'm not going to make a habit of that. But I just felt like it was necessary after the weekend of baseball concluded to say, guess this old slap dick still knows a thing or two. I don't know. Either way, though, we're going to start tracking these predictions. And oh, by the way, no big deal. I've just the last two football seasons. Year one of Shane Beamer picked six and six, three and five. We went six and six, three and five. Last year, I picked eight and four. I was the four and four in the SEC. I was the only person, by the way. I was the only person, you might recall last year during the summer, that picked the Gamecocks to beat Clemson when it was a wild, outlandish, crazy pick. On the road, pick the Gamecocks to get the dub. Pick the Gamecocks to beat Clemson the week of. 
nail both those two. I like I, I don't have ego. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Go in the sense of like I, I I need you to know how good I am at predictions because you make so many. I mean I get a lot of them wrong, but it's just it's kind of funny the chatter around predictions. It, it, it is kind of funny. It is kind of funny. Anyways, Austin Gregory says anybody heard from Panic Ritter? May need to do a welfare check after the par- departure of Brazzy. Panic Ritter's here, Austin. That's what he just said. Chris Gray says Kingston is the Buzz Peterson of baseball. Travis says the 2014 Carolina-Georgia game is on now on SEC Network. How about that? Travis, SEC Network has just, they, they've just completely run out of stuff to air, haven't they? There's no games. There's no nothing. They're just like, you know what? We got to run something. Let's, let's, let's run some old games. That's cool, though. That's a great game. Austin Gregory, Mike Boo-Boo and Muscrap will be the end of Georgia's dynasty run. We'll see. Maybe in R26, Robbie's helping with church camp all this week. How about that? Hope Robbie's well. Appreciate you, Marion. Travis says, just imagine if we'd have had a better defense that year, 2014. Yeah, Carolina would have probably been, they'd have been a force for sure. Austin Gregory, BGB ranks Pete Limbo, the number one special teams coordinator in the country. Very fair. Very fair. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, guys. Special teams is not sexy to talk about, but... How can you not talk about it when it comes to the Gamecocks? How can you not talk about it? You know? How about this? There's another college football preseason magazine coming out. The Transfer Portal College Football on Twitter. The 
transfer portal. In-depth previews of all 133 FBS teams. Hmm. Very cool stuff. The more the merrier, right, when it comes to college football preseason contents. Yep, big game rumor top 50 special teams coordinators at college football, Pete Limbo, number one. Hey, LeVar Woods from Iowa, number two, which makes sense because they're always punting. How about former Gamecock, Coleman Hutzler, at number 12 for Alabama? How about that? Mike Reed for Clemson, number 22. So, hmm. Interesting. Let's get back into your questions here. Bruin Nation, what's up, man? What's going on? Appreciate you. Austin Gregor, would you choose to lengthen the football season by five games if you could? While it's definitely missed, I believe the scarcity is what makes us miss it so much. I mean, Austin Gregor, I've had that conversation a lot on these airwaves about, you know, because it's funny. I, I used to kind of be like, like, why do people not just invest in the baseball season? Because I love baseball. And like, I'm like, God, like, I used to just kind of wonder why. Like, why is football such king? You know what I mean? Now, now I've just really, I've leaned into it, embrace it. I mean, I, and I understand it more so to a degree now as well. And you're right, Austin. One of the biggest reasons is the scarcity. I mean, it's one of the things that makes college football and football in general so special is because, you know, in baseball, you have like 60 games. Basketball, you've got, what, 32 or something in the regular season. There's just so many games. So, like, missing a game, for example, it doesn't move the needle for anybody, right? Like, you don't, you miss a baseball game, who cares? There's another one tomorrow, right? MLB season feels the same way. In football, there are 12 opportunities in the regular season to watch your team play. There's only seven home games. Six home games if you're South Carolina and game one's a neutral site. So it really is, Austin, the scarcity. You know what I mean? The scarcity that that's one of the things that makes it special. Also, Austin, you factor in that, you know, one of the things that makes it special, it's it's our modern day version of combat. I mean, it's you go back all the way to like the Roman times. Right when people would gather at the cathedral to watch the gladiators of the time like fight to the death, well, they're not killing each other on the field, but like that's what football is a modern day version of. It is the modern day gladiator sport, and that's another one of the things that makes it so just polarizing and and interesting. Austin Gregory, what would you set the over under line for June welcome homes at, including the one today? I'll go the over-under, I would set it, including the one today, I'd go at six and a half. So the South Carolina gets six more commitments this month. That might sound like a lot, guys, but I mean, you're you're about to add a lot of pieces, right? I mean, you're at what, 10 commitments right now, probably? I think it's 10 or 11, maybe. I mean, you're going to add, you're almost going to double that number before it's all said and done. So I'd probably say six and a half. Mm -mm -mm. 
Anyways, guys, Mm-mm-mm. Hayden, you says we have 10 now, <clears throat> counting the one today. Okay, very good. Austin Gregory, who is the main recruiter for Dylan Stewart? I know it's all hands on deck, but whose recruit would it be considered? I mean, is Dylan Stewart not an edge player? Would it not be Travian Robertson's? I would imagine Travian Robertson and Sterling Lucas would be the main guys. I mean, Clayton White's also going to be involved. At least what I would imagine. I mean, I think 24-7 will actually tell you. Yeah, Sterling. Okay, re- recruited by Sterling Lucas. That would be a huge pickup, man. Huge pickup. Guys, let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Dalton. Dalton, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, man. Uh, this weekend kind of sucked. I'm not going to lie. I've I've uh, definitely put Florida fans higher on my shit list after this weekend. Fuck the Gators. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a tough one. I know uh, our guy in all kinds of weather who we uh, who we had on the show or jumped on the show, if you will, last week. He has been uh, he's been getting after it on Twitter, man. He he's been getting after it, getting after some Gamecocks. I think he. I think he added the entire Carolina Slapdick community, if I'm not mistaken. So, along with some others as well. So, he he he, he went out of his way to talk trash. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, the Gators, they got to be right to because they won the series. But, uh, yeah, I, I understand your frustration, my friend. <clears throat> well, my question to you, sort of, I want to steer it back to uh, baseball and, and sort of, you know, the end of the season, looking forward to next season. What do you think we we need to do in order to get this roster to a championship level? Because, you know, I would argue that when all of our players were healthy early on in the, in the first half of the season, I mean, we had about as good of a roster as anybody in the nation. We were playing as well as anybody in the nation, for sure. So I'm wondering if, if you think Mark Kingston has what it takes to – take that next step because while I do agree he saved his job and I think he proved that this year that he's a little bit better of a coach than what a lot of people expected like I mean we haven't been to Omaha in 10 years not saying that you know Omaha should be the the ultimate standard as far as like retaining your job status but I mean, this is a program that should be a championship caliber program and, and not even making it to the the final eight teams and playing for a championship in a decade definitely sucks, you know. So, and, and it especially doesn't help when you look at the recruiting rankings um, on a perfect game in South Carolina. It really isn't in the top ten a whole lot, and – well, uh, baseball recruiting rankings are, are a little bit weird because, you know, in baseball, it's not all about, you know, measurables and all of this 
kind of stuff, you can be an amazing player and be, you know, a really low ranked prospect out of high school. But I'm just wondering what you are looking for in recruiting from the transfer portal and at a high school to get this, this team to the next step next year and build off of the success. Well, yeah, Dalton, to the first part of your question, when you said is Mark Kingston the guy to get this program over the hump back to Omaha, the, the answer, I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I said earlier to be transparent with you, Dalton, Mark Kingston earned his way back in 2024. Is he the long-term answer for South Carolina? Is he going to get them back to what, you know, is he is he Ray Tanner 2.0? I don't think so. Granted, I don't know there there is a Ray Tanner 2.0 out there, but I, I don't think I don't think he's the guy to get the Gamecocks to a national title. Now, could he get him to Omaha? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Potentially, maybe they were close this year. They were close this year, but you know we we talked about this in the first hour, man. I mean, to your point, what are they missing? I mean, I, I think the first thing you've got to go find a true, legitimate, dominant ace. Like you, you got to, man. You're not, in my opinion, going to get to Omaha if you don't have a frontline guy who's an all-conference caliber player. And Will Sanders was nowhere near that this year. I mean, he was just nowhere near that, right? Was four and four overall, five, four, six ERA throughout the entire year, but an SEC play, you know, was abysmal. Two and two with a six, eight, eight ERA. Just terrible, flat out. So I think you got to find that guy first. And to your point about the recruiting rankings, Mark Kingston has shown he wants to operate and live in the transfer portal. And I, th- I think they're going to keep doing that. I-, I think that is going to be his MO. And I don't know if that's sustainable. I, I don't know if that's if it'll work long-term, but I think that's what he wants to do. And so, you know, all we can kind of do is, is, you know, buckle up and see what happens in 2024. And, you know, at some point we'll talk about expectations for 2024 and what he has to do to, you know, again, because I mean, it's almost like it feels like he's like on a one-year contract every year, right? Like, I mean, the second things go poorly again, for example, missing the postseason, I think Kingston's gone. And I think folks will want him gone and, I don't think they'll be unjustified in calling for it. But, you know, he earned his way back in 2024, and the goal will be yet again to, at minimum, get to the Supers and give yourself an opportunity to get to Omaha. And I think the next step for the program now is, because you will have good players coming back, you'll pick up quality guys in the portal, you'll have quality freshmen, you'll add to your team, and the goal next year will be finding you know, being consistent throughout the entire year. South Carolina dominated Florida back in late April, right? And when South Carolina was playing their best baseball, they were better than anybody in the country. But the difference was, the difference was like Florida, they were more consistent, man. Florida was an elite team start to finish. They had their hiccups. They had their silly midweek losses. They had their sweep at South Carolina, but outside of a bad weekend in Columbia and a bad weekend against AM, I mean, they were they were great the rest of the year. So um, I think it's just continuing to boost the roster. I think fixing the front line rotation, the front of your rotation, is a must. You know, you can never have too many good sticks. So adding guys around, uh, adding guys around Ethan Petrie and Cole Messina and those guys, and uh, replacing the guys you lose, and and you, know, you just kind of go from there. But no, Dalton, to your point, I, I don't know, man. 
I don't know if Mark Kingston's the long-term answer. I don't know if Kingston's ever going to get Carolina to Omaha. I really just don't know. So, because I, I think there's some other dominoes to fall, man. I mean, hey, what's the future of Monty Lee? Is Monty Lee going to be back next year? What if he's not? How much confidence do you lose? How much faith do you lose going into next season if Monty Lee is no longer part of the equation? So, a lot of questions to be answered. Yeah, I agree, man. I just, uh, you know, this weekend I felt like we had, you know, enough talent to beat Florida. And obviously the first game was going incredibly well for us until it wasn't. You know, you can blame it on the um, umpires. I think the umpires definitely didn't help. They were constantly fucking us over both games. But at the end of the day, I mean, when, when you're in a tie game like that, you know, you have chances with uh, bases loaded, stuff like that. You, you've got to take advantage of it at the plate, and it just didn't feel like we could take advantage of it this week uh, as far as the hitting. So, you know, what I want to see is I want to see bats added to the lineup. I want to see quality. I want to see quality lineup top, top to bottom, one through nine. You know, most teams don't have that, but the championship teams do. I mean, just look at look at LSU. Their their one through nine is is elite. You know, mm-hmm. they don't have three plays at the bottom of their lineup that are that are you know automatic outs basically. So I, I want to see the lineup get better. I, like you said, I want to see you know a number one uh, uh, in ace uh, in the rotation because I like our pitching staff at least the guys we have coming back. Chris Beach, Roman Timball should be uh, healthy and able to play. Um, it sucks we're not going to have Eli Jerson back, but I think we, we have enough good players coming back to become the top 10 team again. But, you know, it just depends on what Mark Kingston can do in the portal and, uh, and on the recruiting trail this offseason. But hopefully he can get it done. If, if not, you know, I, I don't know, but I'm not giving up, at least for right now, until, you know, Kingston gives me a reason to give up again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you make a lot of great points, Dalton. It's all about getting back to Omaha. That's what we all want. That's what we all want. So, but, great stuff from our friend Dalton. Appreciate him calling in. And uh, trust me, listen, I, I feel the frustration. It's, uh, you know, Going to Omaha and losing and, and and falling short in that way is one thing, but when you're just on the very edge, it's it's so close you can you can taste it, man. You can taste it, and you just don't get there. It's 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 tough. It's it's really tough. And Carolina's left picking up the pieces and just wondering, you know, what went wrong and going from there. And guys, I'll I'll just say this, man, not to you know, not to be secretive or anything i mean I, i'm not going to speculate but from what i from what i have heard you know the the michael braswell news is the first of there there's going to be some shakeup. there's going to be some movement there's going to be some things that you know shake up the ball club so you wonder what that looks like but i do agree by the way with dalton that south carolina absolutely is going to have a a, a core nucleus of a group returning that South Carolina should be, the expectation should be high once again, in, in my opinion. Absolutely. 
Uh, Craig Goblin makes a great point. Florida went 25-5 and five or something after that sweep. Yeah, they, they were really good. I mean, they were really good. Hayden Yu says, All I want is a return to consistency and string together postseason bursts. It's alternated between making and missing for the past few years. Ruin Nation says, Mark Kingston's got a shitty reputation in state amongst high school coaches. Monty does have a good relationship in state, so hopefully that will fix that side. Yeah, I, I hear Yeah, I mean, I've heard that too. Austin Gregory said, I never pull for the SEC. I never pull for the SEC out of principle. To me, it's a loser mentality, a jump from pulling for your team to pulling for your conference when your team loses out. Austin, I'm, I'm not a I'm not a pull for the SEC guy either. I'm, I, I, I literally do not give a damn, to be honest with you. I mean, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm wrapped up in the Gamecocks and stuff like that. I mean, it, it just, you know, it does nothing for me. Like when another SEC team, I mean, the only time I'd pull for an SEC team and, you know, beat my chest about it is when they're playing Clemson. That's pretty, that's pretty much it. So like when Tennessee was playing Clemson, obviously in the, in the regionals, we all know, right? Like, Hey, go Bulls. Like we were literally openly pulling for Tennessee to win that game. Q and a power hour has been a success and we'll have all of our normal guests, JC Sherbert tomorrow, J.D. Piquel on Wednesday, Mark Ryan on Thursday, and Jake Crane on Friday. And, of course, guys, I'll be jumping on Mark Ryan's show today at 4.40 p.m. Eastern time to talk everything Gamecocks, and I am sure, he being a Florida man, he will do his best to dance all over my grave. So, that'll be a lot of fun. That'll be a lot of fun, but uh, either way, either way, should be a good time and a good conversation. So, in the meantime, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Austin Gregory says, even though the show ends early, the party continues all day long in the BCC. Austin can attest, and many others as well, the BCC is very, very active. I mean, I, I love it. I mean, it was something that I incorporated damn near about this time two years ago. And, like, I literally can't imagine life without the Big Cock Club Discord now. I, I cannot imagine life without the BCC now. So, um, it's awesome, man. Patreon.com slash Big Cock Club. The best exclusive Gamecocks community on the internet. Now just $6.99 a month versus $9.99. Really, really good stuff, guys. And, hey, we'll be hanging out in there all offseason long. Probably, hey, we'll probably be in there. I, I, I haven't told anybody in the Discord this, but we'll probably be in there, like, watching watching old games, if you will, and just hanging out, and, you know. Going to be a good time. So, no better way to kill time in the offseason than in the Big Cock Club Discord. Also, guys, and then I'll say this, because we are now embarking, you know, again, we'll talk more baseball tomorrow with our postseason report card. We'll do our our postseason award show, uh, top five best moments of the baseball season, if you will. Like, we've still got some things to do. And, you know, I'm sure as the news drops, other players entering the portal, maybe some changes here and there, what have you. Like, there will be some things to touch on. But for the most part, we... I would say, especially after Wednesday, right at the front, the first half of this week, we we have officially closed the book on baseball, and we are now into the college football offseason, recruiting, all that good stuff. As our friend Josh Pate at twenty four seven Sports says, there is no offseason, right? Because we keep it rolling. But this is the offseason for college football. And so, with that being said, you guys all know 
that the way that I've operated in the past, there has been a specific content schedule with things such as, you know, our opponent preview series, our position unit preview series, my predictions, of course. You know, we talk SEC media days in July and everything in between, right? Because of the way that we are operating the podcast now, okay? Because of the way that we're operating the podcast now with literally daily shows. The podcast is a daily thing now. TDC being a daily thing, of course, as well. It may change up the schedule just a bit because normally, obviously, like we were saving these things for like Monday, Wednesday, Friday in the pod. Whereas like we really don't have to do that anymore. We could just like run through it consecutive. So you guys just stay tuned. Roll with the punches. I know you guys are really good at doing that. Last night, I actually started working on the preseason content schedule. Also, the content schedule or the schedule for our season simulation series, which I do believe is going to start. This is a tentative schedule. At some point, I will make a graphic. But I feel pretty confident that these these dates are going to work. I may shift them around. But what I'm eyeing right now is a... Late July, like July 23rd-ish, that Sunday. The start, the season simulation series on NCAA Football 14. To start that season simulation series at that point. And wrap it up around August 20th or so. A couple of weeks before kickoff. Because I remember last year, guys, I think it was like three days before kick. And I'm sitting there like simulating the bowl game. You know what I mean? So, we're going to try to wrap that up. We are going to wrap that up couple of weeks before kickoff, and we're looking at, we're eyeing a middle to late July start for the season simulation series. So, Bruin Nation says, dog days are amongst us, a long 82 days. Do you know, Bruin Nation, how you can kill some time? As Austin Gregory says, BCC holds its weight in gold. It's worth every penny. It's a good time, man. It's a good time, I'm telling you. Maybe an R26 says, tell Mark we traded the loss in baseball for beating the Gators in football this year. <laughs> that's a good point. Maybe that's a very, very good point. Time for the Gators to deliver on the football field, eh? Um, Austin Gregory South going to decommit. Mike Williams is making his announcement at 5 p.m. Eastern. Austin also says, do you see that we offered a Maryland commit? Their fan base is a meltdown. Yeah, that was hilarious. I, I appreciate you sending me that. Yeah, that was uh, that was funny. What is his, let's see, what is his Twitter? Big Mike. I like and who who are who are the schools now? Who is he? Let's see. Who is he choosing from? Oh. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Okay. So he's crystal ball to go to Florida. Mike Williams. 6'6", 325. Out of Baltimore, Maryland. Was once a Gamecock commitment. Looks like it was between Florida and Michigan State. And it appears that Florida will land his services based off the crystal balls. Yeah, John, I also saw the the tweet from Sports Talk on Sunday. I just didn't really understand it. Like, were they trying to be sarcastic? Was it a mess up? I thought it honestly just might be a mess up. I thought it honestly just might be a, you know, just just a, they had a scheduled tweet and they scheduled the wrong day or whatever. But that tweet, <laughs> that tweet got some, that tweet got some action. Twenty thousand views. I don't know. People, people did not. People did not like it. That's for sure. And John Edward is one of them. Austin Gregory says, thanks for the show, man. Really makes the day go by. It's super informative as always. Hey, Austin, thank you for tuning in, my friend. Appreciate it. Sincerely. Sincerely, thank you. Um, It's a blast. It's a pleasure. It's a blessing that I get to wake up and do this each and every single day. And I love the, I, I love the way that we're operating, the way we're rocking right now on the Daily Crow. I've never felt as confident and as excited as I feel about everything we're doing in business right now, from content to events to merchandise to overall expansion, I mean, I've never felt as excited as I feel right now. I mean, truly, truly, I mean that. So, I, and it's all because of you guys that we're able to do that. It's all because of you guys we're able to take the action, the swift action we take. Guys, we're working on right now revamping our store in the next three weeks or so. I mean, it's going to be a complete overhaul and a relaunch and new merch, if you will, and some pieces you're going to need to. It's going to also be just for the overall user experience. The store as a whole is getting a facelift. It, you know, there's there's products right now in our storefront that aren't available. Like, this is every product I've ever uploaded since 2018, right? So the store is getting a complete facelift, really focusing on our top sellers. And also, we're focusing just on the customer experience, man. You know, new mailers we're going to have, custom cards that are going to have a thank you letter and my personal signature on it. We're going to include stickers, a sticker in every purchase, right? And also the merchandise as a whole is just going to be upgraded. So I'm really excited, guys. I mean, I've just, I've never been as excited as I am right now, especially in the merchandise space, especially in the merchandise space. I mean, the things we're doing, again, I, I just, I'm, I'm so thrilled about, and I know you guys will be as well, because again, we are really, we are really putting an emphasis on the customer experience and taking care of the customer and making you guys and making everyone repeat customers and making sure folks see the value and feel the love from us, the thank you, if you will, for interacting with us, engaging with us and buying our merchandise. and hopefully doing so again in the future as well. So really, really exciting stuff, guys, in the pipeline, and appreciate each and every single one of you.
Uh, let's see. Panic Ritter, what are you going to do for two months with no Panic Ritter? Where are you going to be, my guy? Where are you going to be? You don't have to go anywhere. We just do what we normally do, man. Just navigate our way through the, the offseason. Guys, we've hit 2 o'clock. Hey, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Stay tuned, of course, for all the content, guys. Content bleeding out the eyeballs. And hey, if you have not done so, be sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube and hit the bell icon so that you get notifications of when we drop new video content, of course, when the show goes live, all that good stuff. And also, guys, go over to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review. If you could do that, I'd greatly appreciate it. Guys, that being said, we're done here on this Monday. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Y'all have a great rest of your Monday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow. Tomorrow.